Welcome to the Wealth Building Made Simple podcast with Philip Washington, Jr. Today's episode is brought to you by Axis Financial. Today, along with John Thurman of Axis Financial, Philip talks about long-term care. Philip Washington, Jr. is a registered investment advisor. Information presented is for educational purposes only and does not intend to make an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any specific securities, investments, or investment strategies. Investments involve risk and, unless otherwise stated, are not guaranteed. Be sure to first consult with a qualified financial advisor and or tax professional before implementing any strategy discussed herein. Past performance is not indicative of future performance. And now... Here's Philip. Alrighty, we are back with another episode of Wealth Building Made Simple with John Thurman, Axis Financial. What's going on, John? Hey, Philip. How are you? I am doing well, doing well. Hey, last week's episode was was great. If you did not listen, I think you should go back and listen to it. We talked about building a forced discipline savings plan. I think that savings plan is underrated. Um, it's how I I didn't say it's how I saved the money to start my business. I don't think I, to, I think I told you that, John. Right. I was, I was, I was saving so much money into my cash value life insurance policy after after talking to uh, my mentor I referred to in the last episode, uh, and so I had so much money saved up when I re- got ready to start my business that it was how I was able to, you know, uh, you know, jump out on my own and um, and have some sort of safety net uh, for the business or you know for the new business. Awesome. But today, but today we're talking about long term care. Which is which is awesome. Um, <laughs> no, I think I think it really is because people are living longer nowadays, a lot longer, and uh, the cost of things, as we all know at this point, are not going down, especially healthcare. And, and so I, you know, I believe that a lot of people plan for retirement only thinking about regular income expenses, but they did not factor in. Uh, medical expenses that were not covered by things you specialize in, like Medicare coverage and all that kind of stuff. And so, um, you know, the, a, a big gap in people's plan is like, how do I pay for, uh, you know, people, you know, help that I need in retirement? In, in retirement, if I if if I need help doing something, you know. So let's let's kind of talk about long term care. I think where, where we might start, you know, is a lot of people say, oh yeah, my Medicare coverage is going to cover that. Mm, you know, I don't, you know. Kind of delineate those two coverages. Yeah, yeah. So uh, Medicare coverage uh, does cover a long-term care facility if it is medically necessary for a recovery period. And so um, you have about 100 days that you're able to be covered in a long-term care facility um, that it's medically necessary, meaning for like a rehabilitation situation. So the majority of people that need long-term care is because they need help. They need help with daily uh, activities of daily living. They need help with bathing, feeding, reminding them to take medicines, uh, you know, um, just your pretty basic stuff, right? That maybe uh, if you don't have kids that live next door or close by that can be there to help out, you know, obviously depending on how severe it is, if it's cognitive issues, you know, then you need round the clock care. So what a lot of people don't realize is that if you go into a long-term care facility, just because you need help with activities of daily living, and it's not because you had a stroke or you broke a hip or you had some reason that triggered the need for it, then uh, if it's just getting older and your memory going or having issues with mobility, those things are not covered by Medicare. So it's a hundred percent cash pay. 
Um, if you are in a low income bracket and you um, have very little assets, there's always uh, you know state help. And you can get Medicaid to step in and pay for a long-term care facility. Not the best long-term care facility, but a long-term care facility, which is much needed in many cases. Um, the problem you have is that the majority of people are in a situation where they have too much money to qualify, um, but not necessarily enough to pay for a long-term care facility. So, for example, if you have half a million dollars in assets or a million dollars in assets when you retire, and you are not going to qualify for any Medicaid, and then you also don't have an extra four or five, six thousand dollars a month to pay for a long-term care facility, uh, it can put you in a pretty bad place pretty quickly. And so, generally speaking, uh, you know, a skilled nursing facility, you're going to pay four or five thousand dollars a month for in 2022 uh, for pretty basic care. Uh, if you need home health care, you know, that may be around four thousand dollars a month. Um, and if you needed memory care, that can be very expensive. Five, six, I have a client that, um, they, uh, had their parents run a long-term care facility that was for memory care for uh, Alzheimer's and dementia. And it can be as expensive as 12 or $15,000 a month. So not uncommon for it to be six, $8,000 a month. It is more, uh, intensive care and there's more medical staff needed to uh, take care of you. So if you don't have the extra money in your budget to afford a long-term care facility, it puts people in a bad place. My dad was one of those people where my parents had too much money to qualify, but not enough money to actually pay for a long-term care facility. And so my mom ended up retiring early to take care of my dad full-time. Um, but even that was very uh, physically, emotionally, and financially draining, um, you know, for them, for her to retire early to take care of them and then be his caregiver. So uh, I'm very aware of the cost involved and the financial and emotional fallout that comes from that. And so a traditional long-term care policy is designed to offset some of those expenses. So um, it may not pay for all of your expenses. So, for example, if you're trying to be budget conscious and you buy a policy, um, that you know may not pay you ten thousand dollars a month. It may pay you three thousand dollars a month, or five thousand dollars a month. But um, it's designed to pay for the long-term care facility, maybe in addition to what you can afford on your own. So, for example, if you know you can afford two thousand dollars a month in care right now, based on your current income or your retirement income, then you may buy a two thousand dollar policy. You may buy a three thousand dollar policy. You don't. You may not need a huge policy. But having something in place that's going to pay in um, extra money if in the event that you need that coverage um, is a huge, huge financial help. And, and the reality is, from a statistic standpoint, 70% um, of people that live into retirement will need some sort of home health care or long-term care facility um, help. And mm. so expenses can add up very, very quickly. Seven, seven out of 10. And, and 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 I think and I think one of the things that cause I know some forty year olds who started buying it because of uh, uh, you know you, you can you, it's, it's it's so expensive and it's such a high probability you're going to need it that uh, they start buying early because the cost of insurance is lower is that is that uh, uh, you know am I in the sphere of um, yeah, I mean, generally speaking, you you can start it a little younger. I generally speaking, you need to be upper forties, early fifties. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's probably the like sweet spot. Here's the issue: is let's say you bought it in your early thirties or late thirties, early forties. There's a break-even analysis, and the idea is is that if you're 
paying in that coverage for a lot longer until you actually may need it, then you're paying in for you're paying in more money for a longer period of time. So the benefit uh, is not as great. And then the cost of it is not that much more expensive to wait a little longer. So I'm not telling people not to get it, but generally speaking, if someone's in their early forties or late thirties, they're probably a little bit young. The, the benefit or what we recommend for someone that's younger, that sees value in it is to buy a permanent life insurance policy and add a long-term care writer. Ah, uh, okay. That's, my, that's probably what I was thinking so, of. Yeah. So if somebody's younger, uh, if you buy a long, if you buy just a standalone long-term care policy, you're likely going to pay in that premium for, maybe a little too long. If you buy a permanent policy with a long-term care writer when you're younger, then it's very beneficial because the longer you have the policy, the more cash value you're going to have, the larger the death benefit's going to be. And then the, the bigger pool of money you can uh, you know, pull from whenever it comes time to use that long-term care need. So you can typically access about 90% of the money of whatever your death benefit is. So if you buy a policy that, you know, let's say it's $100,000 or $200,000 now, if you buy it 30 or 40, the idea is, is that by the time you would actually need it, you know, that coverage, maybe 400,000 or half a million or 600,000 that you could pull from, you know, in, in the event of needing it. So, yeah, there's definitely options for people that are younger that are thinking along those lines, especially like my case, my, my parents had me when they were older. And so um, I wasn't very old when they actually had a need for it. my dad had a need for long term care. And so some people in our age bracket, you know, that have older parents have already seen the, the value of that. Most people, obviously, if your parents were 20 or 22 when they had you, then you're probably not going to see the value as much at 30 because they're only 50. So, um, but there are options for those that are younger. Generally speaking, I would say mid thirties to 55 is like the sweet spot on the low end. The young end would be a permanent policy with a long-term care writer. And then anyone, let's say late forties, early fifties, um, what's what you'd want to, look at a traditional long-term care policy. You can look at a permanent policy with a long-term care writer uh, once you get older, but just be aware that those premiums start getting more and more expensive the longer you wait. So, um, you know, the, the problem is, is that a lot of people wait until they're 65, 70, and now they want to buy a long-term care policy and they can, but just be aware that those premiums start getting a lot mm. higher and the benefit of them uh, starts to deteriorate if you start, you know, doing that cost analysis of, the pros and cons because you waited too late. So, got it. No, good, good information. Good information. We probably ought to do a future episode too about um, uh, the kids of older parents pulling money together to buy policies because I mean that's that's uh I think every person who's in their thirties and forties with parents who are fifties and sixties uh, maybe like hey if, if anything happens to our parents we're going to help them anyway so this is kind of like a Maybe like a investment in a, in in our future to reduce our costs, right. you know, down the road. So, yeah, yeah. If you if you already know your parents are not in a great financial situation, and you have uh, advanced your career and you're doing better, and you know that you're gonna you know eat some of that cost later, then yeah, it's it really is an investment in yourself and protecting your assets. And then a, a really great way to do that is um, buying a permanent policy because it's self-completing. A permanent policy is either going to pay you a death benefit on your parents or it's going to pay out as a long-term care benefit. So um, it's win-win. I hate to say win-win, meaning your parents are going to get sick or die. But from a financial standpoint, if you're going to be responsible for them, then a permanent policy is a win-win from a financial standpoint. Got it. Well, everybody, 
I'm sorry, go ahead. What were you saying? No, that's it. Yeah, my email is john, J-O-N, at axisfin, A-X-I-S-F-I-N.com. And the office line is 817-618-3369. All right, thanks, John. Hey, thanks, Phil. If you are interested in having a review of your portfolio or to see how far on track you are with your retirement goals, Philip offers complimentary consults through his company, Stonehill Wealth Management. For more information, log on to StonehillWealthManagement.com forward slash talk. That's StonehillWealthManagement.com forward slash talk. Philip Washington Jr. is a registered investment advisor. Information presented is for educational purposes only and does not intend to make an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any specific securities, investments, or investment strategies. Investments involve risk and, unless otherwise stated, are not guaranteed. Be sure to first consult with a qualified financial advisor and or tax professional before implementing any strategy discussed herein. Past performance is not indicative of future performance.